is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast on a victory Sunday, guys, as the Florida Gators defeat the Vanderbilt Commodores yesterday for homecoming. Uh, a pretty great all-around game. Not a whole lot of bad takeaways from yesterday's effort. We'll, we'll discuss some things that maybe we didn't like. Um, but like I said, not a whole lot of that out there. A very soundly played game by the Gators, but we're going to break it all down for you guys. As always, I'm your boy, Hirsch. With me, CJ, the man, McCann. What's up, guys? And the hype man, a little more hype today, Wes. What's good, Gatonation? Yes, sir. All right, boys, as always, make sure you download us wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're watching us on YouTube on this fine Sunday, or if it's Monday by the time you see it, go ahead, give us a subscribe, drop a like on the channel, and leave a comment down below on what you thought about the Gators' performance yesterday. Uh, give us your what who you feel maybe was your player of the game in the comments below. All right, boys, let's get right to it, man. We don't we're not going to take too much time up talking about this. I mean, it is Vandy. We did what we should do whenever we played Vanderbilt Commodores. We should not be in a slugfest, even though it kind of looked like it might be early on in the game. We we had some, you know, some. I don't want to say early pains, but we we shot ourselves in the foot with a trick play, which, you know, why are we running trick plays? <laughs> we can't even, we can't even score in the red zone, but Hey, the play was there. Jackson just need to put a little more umph on it. Maybe not take, take it so nonchalantly, but that's just one negative takeaway. Um, I'm going to just give my thoughts real quick and then we'll go around the horn here. 
Uh, obviously, Arliss Boardingham, what a breakout performance for that young man. He's finally seemingly putting it together. Obviously, being so hurt in the tight end room is not helping his his targets since there's pretty much no one left on the bench behind him and enhancing the play. Um, Boardingham played great. Trey Wilson came back, showed some flashes. Obviously, um, Montreal Johnson was the Montreal Johnson we've been waiting to see all year, running with his shoulder down, not trying to juke and spin and do all those things. That's not really his style. Um, Trey Webb showed flashes of, of, you know, speed and, and breakaway ability that I don't think a lot of people thought he had coming out of college. There was a lot of question marks about his, his high end speed and, and whatnot, but, Obviously, that one long run, he hit that hole like a wild man. I thought the offensive line, line blocking yesterday was great. Pass blocking was pretty solid, too, considering the cast that we had. No Barber, no Kingsley. Uh, big shout-out to Big Cameron Waits coming back from that eight that uh, Achilles tear and playing just nine months later, giving hope to the Aaron Rodgers of the world that it can be done. Uh, <laughs> um just just a lot of solid efforts. Defense had some moments, had had a few lapses. Obviously, the Jason Marshall play probably doesn't need a whole lot of uh, talking about. Obviously, um, everyone had an issue with that. I don't believe anybody, regardless of the face mask, can condone giving up on a play and, and going immediately petitioning to referees for flags. Um, King Jackson got beat, but then stepped right back up on the next two play, two, three plays. Freshman mistake. That young man's going to get it. Um, you know, we saw some uh, some other things that just weren't always at top notch, but you saw a lot of guys play yesterday on defense. Um, obviously, we saw Tahada Mitchell on the field, and we understand now why he's not starting over the other linebackers. He, he's just not very good very good in coverage. His speed's not probably anywhere close to the other guys, but he is a leader. It's good to have those on the team. We, we know we've talked about that in the past episodes after losses about not having leaders on the team. Um, you know, started two young safeties. I thought they played pretty well all in all, especially for, uh, uh, Thornton getting his first ever start with Mitchell banged up and out. So, we did what we needed to do, man. We, we played a game with a lot of guys injured. We still really put our foot on the gas, especially in the second half. Did the things we needed to do. Rotated a lot of guys. A lot of young guys played. Big shout-out to TJ Searcy for creating a fumble on a play that looked like it was almost over. Um, that young man has flashed since game one. We've talked about him several times on the show. He's going to be a, a baller. Kelby Collins is going to be a baller. Uh, I got a text midway through the game. And and the text said, everything that's good about this team is the kids. And I, I really can't argue that. The future is bright. We just have to get there. And, and that's going to be the growing pains of this team is, can we be patient enough to get to all these kids on the field at the same time, all of Billy's recruits playing together and not a patchwork of guys. And yesterday was a good sign of the future. Obviously, the the downside is, is now we get into the real meat of the schedule. There are no cupcakes. Um, there are no, there are no easy wins. Every game is going to be a battle. So you, now you got to get healthy and get ready. 
All right, uh, Wes, let's start with you, man. What were your, what were your main takeaways? I'm going to just pick it back off what you just said. And I think that's village saving grace with the fan base. Uh, I think yesterday was a glimpse, as you spoke about, into the future of what this program can be. And that's why I, I thought last year was his first class. I, I know he came in like short with that first, very first class. And people have the term bump class and all that. I thought last year was really his first class. And it was a, a class that you can build on. And you saw these guys, these young guys that you mentioned, the, the Cersei and Collins. I mean, we were talking about Cameron James and uh, Kevin Collins last year, and we said Cersei's pretty good, but we didn't know he was going to be this good. I, I can speak to that. Uh, speaking for myself, I didn't know it was – I was thinking Cameron James and Kevin Collins, and Collins has done what we expected him to do. I, I know he doesn't have the flash plays, but he plays the other defensive end, uh, like Boom, the strong side, which helps uh, stop the run and show up on the end. And, and those two, Collins and, and Cersei, in the future, look like to be a dynamic duo. And, and I love what I see from those two guys. Uh, you brought up Bryce Thornton. Uh, I want to see more of Bryce Thornton. Uh, guy comes up. He he coming up to, to late legs. He's, he was round the ball. He played. He, I think we had a penalty. I think uh, – I think uh, it was Banks had late hit, but he was in coverage. He even made a hell of a play in that on that play in coverage. So he's showing me that he's uh, uh, a 2.0 of my boy, uh, uh, Jordan Castell. They look similar in size and stature, and I didn't know that they were that big either. Uh, but I, I just love what I see from those two guys. The safety looks like we're sure up there in the future. Uh, you spoke about Jakeem Jackson. Uh, we know what uh, Devin Moore is on the other side as far as the future, as far as the secondary. That looks set. Uh, we do, and I can't wait for these new linebackers to come in next year to go with that. And that's where I'm heading to with what I wanted to say. That's why this class was so important, the 2024 class, to build depth behind the guys that we see now. We need that class that's coming in this year in January, that we're going to sign in January, to build the depth from what we see now. Treon Webb look good. Trey looked good. We saw Gene out there. He didn't make uh, too many plays. I don't think they threw him the ball, but we saw him back out there. He's getting more PT. You spoke about Bordenham. Looks like uh, the tight end that we heard about throughout camp. Uh, it, sometimes it takes a guy a while to adjust. Uh, they heavily targeted him last um, yesterday, and he made plays when the ball was thrown his way. Running through, even on that that third down, the way he uh, it, he was short of the sticks, but that was all effort on his part as far as getting the first down. You got to love that. Uh, from what we saw. We spoke about the offensive line. I love more quick game. I, I spoke about that. And we started off with quick game, and I loved it. But it seems like when we get to that 40-yard line, if I have a critique is when we do that play action and those slow developing deep routes, it's just not there. I would just rather us do, just do a three- or five-step drop go ball. That play action is not working for us on that. So that that would be my critique. Uh, you spoke about Marshall and the effort. He was, It was, should have been a penalty, uh, but you got to play after that. Uh, other than that, uh, and I think you pointed this out yesterday as well, Hurst, <laughs> the special teams, man, we can't have all eight guys with the kick returner, the punt returner, and nobody's going to the goal line. Two guys, if it's six of y'all down there, somebody has to say, hey, if they're, they're, if he does decide to run a Muffet, they're, they're there, so let me go behind just in case he's duking us. I, that no, I that looks – that looked like what you do in practice when they practice just breaking down on a return. Yeah. All four guys chopping the field around the guy. Not one guy looks up and and spots the punt. Not one guy. Not one guy goes by to play be behind in case there's a fumble or to check the ball checks up. Yeah. That that that's that, middle school yeah. technique. 
<laughs> and, uh, I still don't know why uh, our scholarship kicker hasn't been kicking the last two years. Uh, Mac hasn't missed anything yet. Everything has looked clean from the snap to the hole to his kicks. Um, he's done very, very well. Proud of what I saw from him uh, as far as that part of special team. Don't know why he hasn't. He wasn't. He was a scholarship kicker. I don't know what he was doing in practice that made them say, "Hey, let's go with the guy that's walked on uh, and give him a shot over the scholarship guy." Never understood that. Uh, and his evidence is what we saw from him now. So other than that, uh, very, very good game. We had a lot of penalties we shouldn't have had. Tyreek Saps, as far as the veteran guys on the uh, on the uh, on the team, Tyreek had a great game. You spoke of my highest rated defensive player in the game yesterday. Uh, yep, and then Priestley had some pressure. Even though I know people look for the, the numbers as far as sacks, but he 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 showed up. He flashed. He had a lot of pressures as well. So just love what I see from a guy. Just got to build depth. To me, in the linebacker, the deep the D line is straight. Uh, I wish we had a couple more. The safeties are not straight, but hopefully we can get two guys in here. We have one coming from Texas and hope we can get uh, CJ's boy uh, in the class as well to back those two guys up for next year. And, and I feel good with the secondary as a whole as well. So I uh, love what I saw. Montreal ran hard for his best game of the year uh, by far. It's not even close. Uh, so love that and love the flash from Treon uh, Webb as far as backing him up. And I, and I think they did give him a lot of carries because – you scared if, if he gets hurt, then you have nobody back there. So uh, I, I just love the great team win. We needed it for morale. The fan base needed it. And I think the fan base needed to see a lot of these young guys so they can say, okay, Billy, we see what you're recruiting here. Let's go. All right, CJ, give us your takes. Um, you, you know, We talked about the, the one really bad uh, play on special teams, but outside of that, special teams look fine. Um. They were fielding punts, fielding kickoffs, getting yards as opposed to letting them all go. I mean, you know, with what you could do, Ricky Pearsall would field a punt, run it back. He got us back to the 50 on one, and that's that's good. Um, field goal unit looked fine. No dumb, you know, not enough men on the field, too many men on the field, none of that. Um, and that's all. I mean, you know, again, you look at, the, the play where they all surrounded the, the punt returner and the ball just kind of flew over their head. But uh, aside from that, really not a bad day for the special teams unit, which is pretty good. We even downed one of the punts inside the five, right? So, I mean, I, Hey, you know, if, if we play like that all year and the worst thing we do is let a punt go into the back of the end zone from here on out, I'll take it. Uh, you no, know, there was a lot of good stuff from the game. Uh, you know, Montreal looked like Montreal. Treyon Webb uh, had a great burst, you know, to get the ball. He got the ball. He was His feet were going as soon as he grabbed it. Uh, we were a little hard on Arliss Bordingham last week for, you know, needing two yards and not getting them. Um, you know, then you go into this week where you, he catches the ball about five yards in on a 15, you know, need 15, and he got his 15 yards. You know, and that, that's one thing we got to see from a lot of these players is, you know, I know where the sticks are. I'm going to go get it. Um, you know, we, we saw, you know, early in the game, you know, and I understand Eugene or Trey isn't isn't the biggest guy in the world. He's not going to run anybody over. But there was one play where he, you know, instead of trying to get the first down, he stepped out of bounds and we weren't able to pick it up for the rest of the drive. Um, and, and, you know, you got to get your first down. But I understand he's kind of gimpy. You don't really want him taking hard contact. So I'll give him a pass. Um, but that's the kind of stuff we got to see, like effort-wise, 
from from a lot of these guys. Um, no, the I mean the safety play, Thornton is, you know, typical. He really wants to hit you, which I love to see from a safety. He lays lays pretty good hits. Um, you know, the biggest thing to me though was Jakeem Jackson getting burnt and then responding. You know, we have a lot of guys that have come through here in the secondary in the last eight years or so who would get smoked and then they're done. You know, they're, they're done. They're, they've given up. They're not going to play, but he goes through the rest of the drive, makes the plays, uh, makes a great play in the end zone a couple of times to keep them out. Um, just some really good stuff. Uh, you know, the defense allowed 330 yards yesterday, which doesn't sound great, but when you realize about 100 and 40 of those were on two really bad misses, you know, just some busted coverage from Jason Marshall, you know. And like I said, I understand Jason Marshall got face masks. He's looking out of ear hole. And and I, I would have understood completely him giving up the catch. But you can't you can't just stop in the middle of a play and lobby the referee. You know, you got to finish the play. Even if the ref gives you the flag, that guy's still going to run down the field. So, so you gotta you gotta do something. You can't just stop on the play. I think it was we gave Brenton Cox a lot of grief for that. You know, he would get held and then throw his arms up and look at the referee, and he'd be done for the rest of the play. You can't do that, especially not Jason Marshall, who's been here for four years now, and and he's he's a veteran guy on the team. You you can't make those kind of mistakes. Uh, that that's got to be addressed. You know, you got to have some guys that don't give up on plays. Um, Tyreek Sapp's a monster. Great game by Tyreek Sapp. Graham Mertz looked good again. 300 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Arliss Boardingham is doing what we asked Arliss Boardingham to do, really be a receiving threat at the tight end. Um, then we asked, I asked last week uh, in the main show, you know, to make the motion mean something. When we run these orbit motions and yes. jet sweeps and stuff, we saw that being done, and it opened up the running game. It opened up, you know, to be able to get Montreal to run the football, get Trayon Webb to run the football. So those are some things I'd like to continue seeing. I'm not really mad at the the trick play, if you want to call it the double pass. Um, Khalil Jackson missed the throw. I'm more upset at Montreal for not trying to get back to the ball and like kind of turn into a defender on that play. And, and at least, you know, he just kind of let him do it and let him intercept the ball. I, I want to see more from a guy you know, really fight a defensive back and, and kind of turn into a defender on the play and, and not make it so easy and come back to the football and, and get at least knock it down or try to knock it down. Um, no, but like you guys said, the young guys on the team are performing very well. I think that's the thing we can all look to is like the hopeful part of the future is these guys that we have recruited, the actual recruits, not the transfers, but the recruits, Look really good. They're all playing well. We we don't have I don't have anything negative to say about the guys that we've brought in. Um, they all play well. Um, Jordan Castell and Bryce Thornton look good. You know, you get Phil Samee in there next year. Um, in that safety room, that's only going to make it better. Um, you know, I'm not sure how they're going to use Josiah Davis yet. I, I'm I'm expecting him to be more of a special teamers guy. But you know, if he if they evaluated and think he could play safety, I'm not going to doubt him. Um, so far, they've taken three-star guys and turned them into really good players. Um, you know, so a lot of good stuff. I mean, you beat Vandy thirty-eight to fourteen. You cover the spread. Uh, that's you know that's what we should do to Vandy. You know, it, I think we as fans get more nervous than and and get more aggravated than I think we should 
because it's our team. But in, in all reality, it, we pretty well handled them. It wasn't ever – I never felt like the game was in doubt. Like I never never watched the game and thought, oh, man, we could lose this. It was always, you know, I just want to score more points and, and make it look as lopsided as it really was. But, no, great effort. Uh, you got a chance now. You go on the road. We haven't played great on the road. We gotta, you got to come out and play great on the road. You're playing in South Carolina. Kentucky Stadium is whatever. South Carolina actually has a really good atmosphere. They have a really good stadium. Their fans are going to be ready, especially after the ass whooping we gave them last year. You know, they're going to want a piece back. So you got to get up. If you can get up and you can win the game, you're five and two going into your bye week. And I think that if, if we could pull that off now to be five and two going into the bye week, I think that's about as good as any of us could have asked for uh, to start the season. So, uh, we'll see how that works out. You know, uh, you just got to get them ready. You've got to you've got to get the mindset going of how important this game is because it, it is super important. I want to see the guys go in there like they went into Texas A and M last year um, with the mindset, you know, to really go out and win that football game. They really need it. Yeah, I don't do the the whole must win thing. Obviously, we've we've covered that uh, in previous weeks. Tennessee game, all that. Um, what I will say is this will be a very telling game about how you always ha- hear how Billy is learning and changing and adapting. And that's because you saw Kentucky flat, absolutely just flat. You, you've seen it in the previous road games since A&M last, last season. So a- A&M right now is the outlier. To, we, to, I, didn't, I didn't. I don't know. Maybe because it was a rivalry game. We, I don't know. We didn't come out, and that's. I don't want people to think that who? we just Florida State. We didn't. We didn't come out flat against Florida State either. That was an. That and, was, and here's another thing. And and I'll tell you that there's layers to this whole thing that I'm talking about. It, I I've said it. I said it about the noon game for Kentucky. There's something about the earlier games where we just yeah. do not come out firing. Later games, you've got all day. You get amped up. You you know how it is. You've played ball. You get you wait like when you were in high school and all that. You wait for a seven thirty eight o'clock kickoff, man. By the time the game gets here, you just want to hit somebody, right? Yeah. Something about an earlier game. It's your body. You know, it, now now it's a three thirty yeah. game. Maybe that bodes better. Maybe that it's a three thirty game will bode better than a noon game. Um, but as CJ said, you know it's not going to be an easy task to walk into South Carolina. They have a great environment. You've seen the likes of Georgia struggle there and, and plenty of, of great teams. Now, that's a team that's beat up. They've they've taken some hard L's. But if you can bet on one thing, they're going to want to beat a team they feel like they should be able to beat and whip their ass last year in us. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, a, we're a beat up team. We have a lot of guys. And, and Grant, yes, I know guy in the comments, it's football, everybody's hurt. I understand right. that, but we have a lot of key injuries at key positions, and luckily, like I said, we were able to rotate a lot of guys yesterday. Barber was able to sit out. I don't know the extent of how hurt he is. Uh, Trevor's been beat up since Tennessee. We've we've covered this. They tried to give him a lighter workload. He still got hurt a little bit more in Kentucky. I think he'll be fine for next week, but at least now you know Trey Wilson is back, and he looks like he's he's in great you know, I'm obviously your legs aren't affected by your shoulder so much, but he took some hits yesterday, popped right up, kept going. 
but they eased him in. It wasn't in like the first series, just catching and, and taking, you know, motion plays. That was Ricky, but you saw Ricky get beat up. Ricky was hobbling. Uh, Graham Mertz is made out of, uh, of platinum or, some, or, or titanium or something. Cause that, that Joker has been getting hit every game, every week. And he gets up and he keeps going. So, I understand he doesn't have a deep ball, uh, Florida fans. I, I understand that's, you know, there's there's a lot of things you could say negative about Graham Mertz. But here's what we will say. He takes care of the football. He plays his ass off. And he wants he wants to win now. Yeah. He, and he, he is what look. he is. He is what he is. You can't, you can't turn him into something he's not. He gives us what we hopped on that AR didn't give us. He makes the easy throws. Yes, the exactly. throws are there, he makes them, and now, that's all you can ask for. The problem is, is now I believe everybody knows he's not hitting a deep throw, so they're <laughs> not cover. They're not, you know, until he beats somebody with one, they're not going to respect it. Right? No, nobody is, and that's and that's just that's something we're going to have to deal with. Yeah, he had Ricky in the end zone. Yes, he got hit as he was throwing, but every you you've got to make those. At some point, you've got to complete one of these passes. You can't throw the ball down the field and have Ricky running and looking over and reaching up and the ball being 10, 5, 10 yards over his head. At some point or another, you're going to have to connect on one of those. Are no set of safeties in this country, especially going into the games we're about to go into, are going to respect any kind of and, – and that's where I'm with you, Wes. I Take this play action and, and just take <laughs> it out of the playbook. Every time what difference does it make? What difference does it make if you're not going to complete it anyway? <laughs> Every time he turns his back to the defense and tries to plant on that back foot, it doesn't work. I, and look, I get it. We got a lot of inexperienced <laughs> tight ends and running. I mean, guys blocking and they're not always chipping their block long enough to give him time. Yeah, I know there's a lot of executional pieces that aren't happening that cause each and every play to go. I also believe Graham doesn't check out of a lot of things that he should check out of in situations because he's not reading the defense correctly. But therein lies back to what we're saying. Graham is what he is at this point. We we weren't ever expecting him. I I know Heismerts and all that stuff on Twitter. That's that's just joking. Nobody expected Graham. That's people – that's large amounts of copium of saying, you know what, this is our guy, and we got to support him one way or another. Right. But he's he's not going to be the Heisman trait. He's not going to take a Joe Burrow step. This is who he is. The one knack to Graham Mertz that when he came here was he turned the ball over a lot. He's got two picks that were both tip balls that both arguably should have been caught by their wide receiver. Exactly. He's complete. I understand the completion percentage is kind of a masked kind of reality because they're all short, small, intermediate passes. Those pop passes help. <laughs> but look, we've been offensively you you can argue this. We've been in every game from the offensive side kind of I mean if, if the defense didn't give up 947 rushing yards to Kentucky. Now, is the play calling a part of it too? Yes, is the play calling maybe part of it the way it is because they know Graham can't complete long passes. I don't mind them trying because you have to keep like, you know, you got to keep them honest. You have yeah, to keep them that's honest. What I was you take the I shots know. anyway. But the problem with keeping them honest is every once in a while you, you have to, to 
to complete one. <laughs> yeah, no, and the laws, I don't of, the laws of uh, the laws, what is it called? The laws or whatever. Eventually, we'll get one. We yeah, we yeah. go two for thirty. Give me two against George. We saw him hit one. <laughs> we saw him hit one against McNeese. Uh, yeah, and, uh, but I mean, high dang, and that yeah, he had his man and, by twenty yards. And Ricky, Ricky, you know, had just come out from being injured on the long pass yeah. yesterday. He wasn't exactly. I, at sometimes full it looks speed. like we give up on him. Like I don't know some of our our guys when they're running those routes don't look like. They're running like I don't know. It just doesn't never. It looks wonky from the from from the from Graham all the way to the end of the play. Right. I want to see, um, like when we had, or you can do what I when I was saying. You know, we were talking about the play, play action. If we do a three step drop and run a fade from the slot that we see a lot of teams do, just like the uh, the the X or the Y runs just a, a, a five yard dig and that slot man. I, Burks did it against Utah. Like we did that against Utah. I want to see more of that. You don't have it's, to take a post. Yeah, do do that. I think a part of the problem is, and this goes back to how many young guys we have. A, it, uh, it's evident at this point, Mizell's taking a red shirt this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's your there's one of your deep threats out. Like he's, I I, I doubt we see Mizell another snap this season. Um. And that's fine. That's what it is. You need to space some of these guys out. Um, I just don't think we have, as it, from the older guy standpoint, the athletes to do that outside of Ricky. Um, now, especially now with Douglas out, yeah, you even Douglas, hampered yourself I, even more with his um, hand. I love his you've hand. You've got to have that guy, and obviously, Andy Jean's been coming back from an injury, but Andy Jean is more of a route a route runner, I believe, than than a guy that's going to take the top off the defense. I'm not going to say that elite route running can cause that, especially if you take your guy's ankles on a, on a breakdown and then you jet past him. I mean, that it, it can happen, obviously. But I think it's just the point of having the athletes that can run those plays, and we're still kind of getting there and getting these young guys' feet wet where you have enough trust in them to have them on that kind of play if that makes any sense. I don't know what's happened with Marcus Burke. Obviously, he came out that first couple series versus Utah and looked great. I do think he's been banged up a little bit. He was on the injury report. And then he caught a pass, obviously, late in the game yesterday. So maybe that is a a step in getting him more back acclimated into the offense. Um, We can hope because we need the playmakers. It's it's not a doubt. Um, hopefully our tight end room gets some good news in the next week or so, and some of those guys come back. Not because I don't want to see more of Boring Boardingham, but God Almighty, if he gets nicked up, um, we're going to have to start converting defensive guy. Maybe Kamari Wilson can play tight end. I don't know. <laughs> because we're, we're going to yeah, Now you're cooking. <laughs> now we're going to have to start. I mean, TJ Cersei looks like a tight end. I mean, he's he's got that tall. We, gotta, we could go three wide receivers with two backs. That's it. Uh, maybe Marcus <laughs> Burks need to be need to be a tight end. He's a we, tall. We need the we need the tight end position to get healthy because of the blocking schemes. Yes, because um, Arliss, Arliss, I love Arliss. Arliss is the blocker. That's not no. He is the Kyle Pitts kind of tight end. And no, I'm not calling Kyle Pitts. Uh, Random guy, Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed. Yeah, he, but he's that guy. You can split him out. He can play in the slot on some routes. You'll see him come in motion from the slot and break down on the end, maybe to throw a chip block and then slide out. Uh, they're using him great now. Like I said, I think 
I think this is a young man that that did not quite all the way get it at the first, or maybe he thought he was better than he was at some point. And and the staff put him in his place because we heard in camp how great Arliss Boardingham looked. And then everybody was like, well, where is he to start the season? And there was a reason but for that. And that was he was not giving it his all in practice is part of it. And B, he was he was terrible at blocking. And he's still not great at blocking, but he's at least achieved a level where they feel confident enough in him being in there on these plays, not to mention, obviously, the depth chart is decimated. But, you know, where you can use him and don't feel like, oh, he's going to get our quarterback killed when he misses his guy. (laughs) Plus, obviously, I mean, he did have two drops, too. That's, you know, you've got to clean that up. But he came back and played fantastic. Great to him. He's probably our player of the game, him or Montreal, one or, you know, 1A, 1B. But um, hopefully that's a great sign of things to come on offense. You did see some plays yesterday, a lot of new – I thought there was a lot of, new, you know, new-ish plays or at least wrinkles to things we had seen before. So, hey, kudos to that. That's evolving. You know, call it what you will. Like, like CJ said, at least they made the motions in all much more meaningful and getting your – Getting the ball to your players with skill in spate, giving letting Trey be able to get a ball, turn the corner, you know, and make make a guy miss or just run past the guy. That's, yeah, to take, to take a pass like we saw him do yesterday, it was dead in the water and get four or five yards. I mean, that's that's more than you can ask for on a play that's Trey broke. does one thing that I wish a lot of our guys would do, and it's he runs north and south. Like right, he doesn't spend a lot of time. He may do a quick, you know, like a sway or something like that just to get a guy leaning the wrong way, but he doesn't chop or spin or do any of that stuff. He he shoots by people. Now, I know he's got a high-end speed that all these other guys don't have. So but we talked about it with Montrell for weeks. Like, why, Montrell, why are you spinning? Why are you trying to cut back? You are a north-south runner. Drop your shoulder and hit somebody. And a lot of our guys – have gotten that bug where they don't just like I'm I'm sitting there screaming at the TV just get two three more yards quit trying to shake and letting the defense catch you because that's all you do is the longer it takes you to get north and south those people are closing on you it, it to me that's just like uh I'd it, like to see us get a back out of the portal that really could catch the ball out of the backfield too oh my god Mon- Montreal Montreal and I'm not I'm not dog in Montreal, but that's not he, his skill set. Even when he catches the ball, it, it's like, you know, he's more worried because he, he's not, a, he's not a catch first. He doesn't watch back. the ball into his so, hands. So when, he, when he catches, when he catches the ball, he has to make sure he's got it. And then he'll go, you know, you, you get a good receiving back. He catches it in one motion, foot in the dirt, he's going. And that's one thing that it hampers that, you know, swing route out of the backfield. You know, a lot of the plays that could really benefit us are quick passes the backfield to the running back. We don't run a halfback slip screen. We haven't run one. I don't think all year because of that. And and that's the thing you got. That would help us a lot too. Again, because Graham's already getting pressured, you know, the defense through and you can hit him and and he's got a slip screen and three blockers in front of him. But the problem is, is do you really trust Trevor and Montreal to catch that football and run right now? Um, I, I mean, honestly, I would just line up Trey Wilson in the backfield at running back and run the swing routes with him. Yo, it, CJ, I line is sync like out like 
and that's where we come into the creativity. I was just thinking that. I was thinking that. I know I'm not saying this either. Let me we saw Percy Harvey do Kyle. that. That's what I was seeing. We were seeing. I saw. I saw actually a couple <laughs> people say that on Twitter yesterday, and late in the game that they would like to see that you know. Now the and one we thing, might and we might see we the one thing you've got to know. see Trey do going forward is put a little bit of muscle on that body. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and obviously you have to be able to do it and and do it smartly and not and maintain. Right, your, don't want to hurt what yourself either. You, you can't give him ten carries back. Then. No, that's not. No, 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 no. And I'm not but, talking about handing it to him and like. I don't care if he only gets ten touches a game. Yeah, but you find different ways of doing it that keeps. Once again, this goes back to keeping defenses honest. Oh hell. Now he's in the backfield. I got to key in on that. So you're not focused maybe on something going over the top of you, what have you not. I mean, just his presence alone will create confusion if you move him around and do things like what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're trying to do now with the motion and, you know, the orbit motions and all of that stuff. And like I said, we it's, haven't seen Oh, wherever he goes, we know. got to figure it out. Yeah, we exactly. We haven't seen him enough to know what, they're, what they want to do with him. This is the first game back from injury. Yeah, it's, they and, don't want to get him killed. So – I, I don't think it's fair for me to say, oh, they don't know what to do with him because they haven't had him long enough to show me they know. I mean, you look at the kid, he looks like he's 170 pounds soaking wet. I mean, and I'm sure, you know, it, it's a it's a big jump. Everybody knows it's a big jump to go from playing in high school to playing right. against SEC teams. And all of it, he came in the summer as well. He, yes, he, he was put, late to campus. He didn't right. go through the and, program. And he missed – a lot of games last year with the broken clavicle. Yeah, so, so he, he hadn't been working. <laughs> he hadn't put put some muscle. Well, on I'm him. just saying that's that's you know we obviously yeah. we saw the video of him squatting the 500 pounds or whatever it was you know in the off season, and that's all great and well. Um, but I do understand the the hey we want to have this guy. Yeah, obviously you know what this year is. You know it's it's a burnt year. I mean, it, it you're not winning any titles. You're not doing any of that. Now, what you're trying to do is establish these kids with playing time and mm-hmm. and moments where they can get their feet wet. Once again, I said that right. You know where you can get them in there and they're getting game experience in important moments of the game. So next year, you're not using the well. It's a young team excuse right. so much. You want the you want the main thing this year is to get the bowl game, get the extra practices. I think is where we're at. I think that's where I was at going into the season. Just get the bowl game, get the extra practices, and, and we'll go a long way with it. You Keep know, there's class together. Right. They think- won't lack experience. You know, these guys have played a lot, which will help going forward. Um so because next team. year next year hopefully you're not having to play 12, 13, 14 freshmen as many snaps as you're having to play them this year because you're not losing. Yes, I know we'll have some transfers that'll leave. Obviously, we already have kind of ideas on who those guys are going to be, and there'll probably be a surprise in there. Right. But let's let's be honest. Graham Mertz will be a quarterback next year. Let's let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and resign ourselves to it. He ain't going pro. Because you can't – with no tape of throwing a deep ball, first and foremost. And, and if no NFL team is like, that's the guy I want to be my future quarterback. I don't know. The Falcons might look at that guy and say, you know what? <laughs> I hate you. And there ain't no damn thing. You, uh, the Falcons say, you know what? That guy that's an right. unnecessary shot. The Falcons <laughs> beat CJ's Packers with that quarterback. <laughs> hey, it's okay. At least he throws to the tight end. He throws to the tight end, CJ. So they might be like, well, maybe Kyle <laughs> needs to get some talk. <laughs> 
That was unnecessary. <laughs> man, first is doing man. good. He watches the Gators on Saturday, the Falcons on Sunday. It's like the same team. He's like, man, this I, me and my Watch boy Justin. Justin, shout team. out to you. He'll know. He'll know. He'll because he'll listen and he'll will be laughing about this later. We every Sunday, it's like I swear to God, football hates us. We're watching the same exact offense on Saturdays and Sundays. <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. A quarterback that can't throw deep shots. Everything's swing routes, and why? And a good. <laughs> <laughs> I made a joke. I made the meme about it on Twitter yesterday. About you know, it was third and long. We got backed up by the penalty. I think it was the hands to the face on George again or whatever it was, and then it's like third and 20, and we threw two screen passes. And I'm just like, can we not throw a 12-yard, you know, something or another just to make it look like we threw a 10-yard-plus pass? Like, it just we, – We are – we are we play we, we play like we're terrified of the interception. Um, and it's third and 23, and I understand. There's no good play for third and 23. There's just not. You're not going to dig it out. We're not going to run four verticals like it's a Madden, throw it to guy, press Y. Absolutely. I get it. But, hey, try to get 10, 12 yards on first, on second and 20 or whatever it was. Right. And, no, and I, then, I and then make yourself a manageable pass on third. And, and I think that's the CJ point of, of that type of scat back that, okay, let's run a draw or something to get maybe seven yards. Oh, my God. Can, can you, but then, then then you face the whole damn – Get problem of if you run a draw on on second and twenty, you're giving up. If it doesn't get seven or eight yards, is the yeah, problem. That's true. Oh, we're gonna draw the whole the whole defensive lines in the backfield by the time the quarterback gets it to the. I wanna, <laughs> real quick, I want to and I want to address something Billy said in his press conference because I saw a lot of overreaction to the comment. You know, Billy made the comment, "This is a place that will get to you if you let it." And everybody's, "Oh, what does he mean by that?" I need some context. He's simply saying. If you don't have thick skin and can handle the pressure of the job, it will get to you. He's yeah. not saying it's getting to me. He's not <laughs> saying, oh, I can't handle it. He's simply making a, a com- obvious statement. Hell, that could have been a shot at Mullen or damn. Even if, it, even if you want to take it that way, every coach we've ever had, it's gotten to at some point. Even Steve Spurrier was <laughs> Spurrier like. got tired of it. He's Irvin like, had man, these people day. want me to beat everybody by 50 <laughs> points, and it's not realistic. <laughs> Urban Meyer said, I got to go. Jim McElwain got to go. Will Muschamp, I, God almighty, that man right there looked like he lost his best friend every press conference. It's a tough job. Billy's even keel about it. I don't think it bothers him a bit. I think, I, he's, I think he, Yeah, he's handling it better. I think they're mad they can't piss him off. I think he is pissed off, but they can't crack him to right. show it. And that's the thing. Like it's his his thing is he internalizes. He just wants to be better. It doesn't matter if he was at. He's a competitor. Uh, he's a yeah. thousand percent a competitor. I give him. I think he's got the best poker face in the game, honestly. Because I, now, granted, I've been one that's critical about his maybe his own field emotion at times. But you know, hey. <laughs> He he's not out here making stupid comments. He you know take it for what you will. Everything he says is said is very calculated. Yo, uh, you know he. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, that's gonna be it from us. We're just rambling at this point, you know. But we appreciate y'all tuning in, man. I hope y'all enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy the the victory Sunday. I hope your NFL team does good today. Um, I think the Jags are already losing at this point. I hate it. Um, yeah, never. <laughs>
Kyrie just made a play on really in the end zone. Glad I'm glad to see him playing. Uh, I think Buffalo lost Tre'Davious White for the season with an ACL. Yeah. So look for Elam to play the rest of the year for Buffalo. Good for Kyrie, man. Good to see. All right, boys, y'all get out there, throw some meats on the grill, enjoy your Sunday, and we'll do it all again next week as we prep up for South Carolina week, man. Uh, hopefully, like you know, best thing about being four and two is the chance to get to five and two. That's right. So let's get after it, boys. And until then, go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators.